Hello and welcome to the Disability News Japan podcast, the podcast all about disability issues in Japan. I'm Michael Gillen Peckett, recording this from Kobe, which coincidentally, well, Hyogo Prefecture in general is the the prefecture with the largest amount of coronavirus cases, largest clusters of cases, free clusters after Hokkaido. So I've been self-isolating mainly. Where I'm recording this is just outside my house. You can perhaps hear a car every now and again, so I apologise if the sound quality isn't of the best. Although it doesn't make much difference if I do it just inside my house, because as I probably mentioned before on these podcasts, walls in Japan, walls of houses are paper thin, so you can probably hear the car anyway from inside my house, so I'm just taking a very short stroll as I haven't been out all day because I'm self-isolating and uh, yeah so because of coronavirus not much news to do with disability I'm getting really fed up with that that's the that's the worst thing actually for me with uh, the coronavirus I don't mind staying indoors all day really but it's that there's nothing really to write about or to read about other than coronavirus it reminds me of when a when Brexit was all all in the news and all you got was Brexit, to the point at which I believe Sky News actually produced a kind of Brexit-free news channel for one point. I, I wish they'd do the similar coronavirus. But there is one story which I thought I'd report. I'm sure everyone's noticed this, but uh, on March 16th, Satoshi Uematsu, who, whom we can now call the Fusagimahara killer, who's no longer alleged, was sentenced to death. And, well, there's not much else to say about that other than just to say it, except that there's one other thing that was interesting, and that's that he... Apparently, after the sentence was passed, he raised his hand and was asked to speak, and the judge, one Kiyoshi Aonuma, denied denied him it. Who knows what he might have said. Of a personal opinion, I... I'm not sure if he really has a lot to say that's really of interest except for salacious details of people for people who just like talking about psychopaths. I often, often approach this as, a, as I do philosophical problems in my academic work. People, understandably, always want reasons, further reasons, and for those reasons to be complicated. But sometimes, in my experience, the reason why someone thinks something or does something isn't that complicated. Satoshi Omatsu says... He thinks disabled people make other people unhappy and they're a drain on resources, so he killed them. That may make some people uncomfortable, but that is what he believed. Why he believed it, well, you might find there isn't a very complicated reason. What we shouldn't think, though, is that somehow that belief is unusual. I bet a lot of people listening to this podcast will have met someone, or perhaps they thought this themselves, met someone who might say something like, I don't know what I'd do if I was disabled, or I'd kill myself if I got Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. People have said to me, a man with cerebral palsy, I don't know how you live. To which I often jokingly respond, after being taken aback by some statement, that statement, well, I tend to breathe. That tends to do the trick and make sure my heart still beats. Of course, the people who say this don't go on to kill people. But what they're saying says something about the value of a disabled person's life. 
that it is one not worth living if you wouldn't live with it. I don't think Satoshi Uematsu has anything further to say about why he did it. Although I don't like the death penalty. But again, a caveat to that is if he didn't receive the death penalty, as he definitely would have had he killed non had he killed non-disabled people, 19 able-bodied people, then his not getting death penalty would definitely say something about the value of a disabled person's life in Japan. And there are many who don't want to see him, see him executed. I believe the representative Eiko Kamura of the Reiwa Shinsen Gumi, she's one of the two lawmakers who are elected to the Diet who have disabilities. She, she wrote in a blog about how she's worried by executing, we're not, we're not looking at larger issues like how Japan thinks of disability. And I can understand that. One, one interesting thing that did come out, and it, perhaps it is something to recommend Japan, or rather Japan should be commended for, is that Sagamahara City is going to keep a permanent archive of all the documents, all the materials relating to the Sagamahara trial. Everything from records of the telephone call made from the care home for the, for the ambulance and the police to come to documents of the trial. Now, they probably will be keeping hold of some of those anyway, just because it's procedure, but that they're going to permanently archive it because he's not, apparently, he's not going to appeal. So at some point, the evidence probably would have been destroyed. So it's a nice act of remembrance, as it were, that they're going to keep an archive. Anyway, not much more to say. Thank you for listening.